This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm your radio, radio show! Welcome to the Nile Nine podcast. You're very welcome along to myself and Andrea's weekly chat about new music. That's what this is. And Hello. We're, jo- we're joined by a special guest today. Hello, Sorka. Hello. Sorka Richardson is here. Woo! Thanks for coming in. Thank you for inviting me in. Thought it'd be nice to have you here for a chat yeah. about like general stuff rather than like a straight up interview. I think that's more fun. Yeah. Good. I think so. <laughs> Hear that, everyone. We're and, fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's more crack. And uh, so... Yeah, I guess we're going to be talking about Andy Schaff's new album, The Neon Skyline, a very interesting album up for discussion this week. We will have new tracks from Caribou, Chromatics and more. And we're going to be talking a bit about the Grammys shortly. Mm. But first, Sorka, congratulations to you for being uh, nominated for a Choice Thank Music Prize. Thank you very much. For first prize, Bravery. Um, how are you feeling? What's going on? In general or otherwise? <laughs> Both. Feeling good. A bit tired. I don't know. December was... A lot, like 200 miles an hour, I felt like. Yeah. So I was still... You you did five shows last week. That Maybe that's why I'm tired. I did five shows at Eurosonic, <laughs> that might be why. Yeah, I, that was actually really good fun. I loved it over there. Yeah, I saw you through uh, the window in the coffee shop. Oh, did you? Yeah. I liked that. That gig was fun. I yeah. liked it. Um, yeah, it was chaos though. Like the, just, it was like, you know, 4 a.m., wake up call to go get the flight and then like I got picked up from the train station to go do a video shoot and then we got like dropped to soundcheck and then had to leave soundcheck to go do a radio thing and well that's good to be busy it was good to be busy when mm. you're over there but uh, maybe that's why I'm tired <laughs> I'm like don't have the stamina anywhere it was good though I like yeah. that festival yeah it was really good yeah. I, I felt like it just re-energized my the year ahead yeah for me. Like, I got to see loads of new music yeah. and uh just really yeah, it was great to come back and you're like, great, I've seen loads it's of It's kind of cool already. that it's at the start of the year as well. It sort of like kickstarts things. Totally. Mm. Yeah. And it's also a quiet time of year usually for most yeah. people. So you never get that kind of like, oh, I have to go and do this thing. Because yeah. there's nothing else on. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. It was uh, fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. And um, I wasn't there. <laughs> no. So 
Did yeah. you did you stay on a boat? <laughs> no. I stayed in an Airbnb which was a 40 minutes walk from 40. most places, which is hard when they don't have bikes. Uh well, they don't spare bikes. I didn't spare have a bikes. bike. Yeah. There's bikes everywhere. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine who got like put in jail in the Netherlands once when she tried to rob a bike oh, one night. No. I won't name any names, but apparently it's easier to do than you think. To rob a bike in the yeah. Netherlands. Well, I mean Anytime I've been there's to bikes Amsterdam, everywhere. they're just everywhere. <laughs> yeah. but but like, even if they're locked. They're no, sometimes they're just leaning oh, against a railing. Yeah, most like, of them I saw were not locked. I no. think, because uh, I was talking to a Dutch person when I was over there, and they were saying that the bikes are so cheap to get over there that if your bike gets robbed, it's kind of like, nah, just, yes. get, just get a new one. Get a new one. Or like, so, someone has a bike, some people have two bikes. Like, it's just yeah, I was like, kind of hoping the Airbnb would have a, a, a spare bike. Spare bike, yeah. Around, you know? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Lived they didn't. No jail time. On the review. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was looking, I was looking today because I was wondering, because I think we realized uh, it was eight years ago I first wrote about your music. Yeah. On 909, a long time ago. A long time ago. I remember yeah. I, emailed, I, was, I was interning at a record label in New York and I was bored and I'd never sent my music to anyone. And I was like, I wonder if I sent this to someone like this. I would not, I would never advise this. I wish I hadn't done this. I think it was bad, <laughs> bad, bad judgment call. But I was kind of cure. I just had no sense of if what I was doing was any good or not. Mm. And I, so I was like, I wonder if I send this to like some Irish blogs, what they post about it. Or like, is it good? I don't know. Mm. And I was just bored of my internship, so I sent it to you. And you were like, oh, I like this. This is good. And then you post about it. And then I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had no game plan at all. Are you saying That's you gas. like, I mean, you played your music to people before. Yeah, I played point. like to yeah. my friends. Yeah. You know, and I'd, I'd like been to a few open mics and stuff in New York. But I was, I I think you should, in hindsight, I think it's better to like really like... <laughs> Have a music record, a lot of music record, a bit yes. of a game plan. But now, well, I think it was a different time then, though. Do you think you know? so? Yeah, yeah, like it's a bit more casual. What did you have then? It was, was a bit it just more a casual, song, yeah. or was it? I a don't even remember. It was a couple. I looked back. There was like two songs. I maybe. don't know if any of them are still on the internet, though. No, well, the one the links aren't there anymore. So the links I'm are dead. Sure. I'm, not sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe it was a SoundCloud link or something. I think it was SoundCloud. Sure. Like, there was things I'd record yeah. in my bedroom. Yeah, on GarageBand. Yeah, like, yeah. I, d- I think I also, though, I just didn't know how to kickstart anything. I didn't really know any managers or producers or labels mm. or anything. I didn't know any anyone, really. So I was like, I didn't, I thought in order to find those people, I sort of had to, like, put my hand up a little and, like, make yeah. myself known. And then Was the record label any help with that? Like, mm, learning much about the music uh, industry? It made me realize I didn't want to work at a record label. <laughs> <laughs> that record label was, I was at EMI and it okay, was... Yeah huge and like there was like a hundred interns and, right uh it just didn't seem like there was a whole lot for me to do and then all of a sudden there'd be like a mad panic for 25 minutes and I had to go I didn't I don't know do something it didn't seem yeah. like it was going to like give me a I wasn't gonna get a record deal like yeah okay, in sure. the mail room yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm more curious to know if it was actually worth worth your while to yeah. you know do an internship in a in a big like label in new york i did another one at, at domino for a year um yeah. which i think probably served me better because mm-hmm. i would still be in touch with a lot of those people at yeah. domino and would like meet up with them sometimes if i'm in the states yeah and yeah i think that's good we uh, ruth cronin who was here working with us last year moved to new york last year and she it was is interning at um, Mom and Pop Records. Oh, so cool! I think I it's like, better. The smaller ones are better because you. Yeah, well, I thought it was like somebody you. I know in Mom and Pop, yeah. and I was like, yeah. "Hey, this is cool. and it worked out." And I was like, "Cool, great. yeah." So a nice thing to do. But um, so when did you 
because you were over there a long time as well, right? You lived there. I for lived a long there time. for eight years. Eight years. So when did you come back? I guess like two years ago. Two, was it two years ago? But right, I, right, right. I don't think I knew. I, I think I was in denial. So I came home and then I went back to LA a couple times, like for a few months each time. Because I was, I was actually finding it really hard to settle back in Dublin. I didn't really want to stay, but I didn't want to go back to New York. So I don't know, LA just, <laughs> I knew people in LA who I could stay with and stuff. So yeah. it's kind of bouncing back and forth. But I'd say like probably about a, like the last year, I've pretty much been based entirely in Dublin. Have you adjusted to the uh, the daily madness? The daily <laughs> madness that we experience today? I don't know. I just probably not. Like, yeah, it is a bit mad. Do you plan on staying? I do. Now yeah. I love it. I just, yeah. I think I had to give myself, I just had to make a decision. I had one foot out the door for the first year I was home. Like I kept leaving, which I think makes it hard <laughs> to, yeah. to stay. Settle back. Yeah. <laughs> Did it make it easier then to decide to release an album then when you were like more based here? Because it kind of felt like you, it was more, you'd been releasing music for a long time, but you never released a debut album or anything yeah. like that. So you kind of, maybe it, did things kind of make more sense when you got here i think there was a couple things one thing was that i was playing live with my with a full band a lot more and that definitely gave me a sense of what i wanted the album to be because i was I was gigging a bit in the states but for whatever reason there was a summer where every gig i got they were all solo gigs mm. they were like support slots so people just mm. wanted me to play solo sets so then i came home and i did a load of shows with my band and then i was like that gave me a lot of clarity about what the album would sound like I think mm. and I wasn't like I mean Dublin rent is crazy but I moved home and moved back into my parents house so I wasn't like scraping together my New York rent yeah mm. so I had a little bit more disposable income to d- spend on music stuff which I think was obviously a big help as well I don't know I think I just had I was sort of in a bit of no man's land which yeah. Yeah. sometimes is good for writing it was like you made more of a commitment when you came home and yeah for your career it felt it's like sort of maybe here because we're closer to you now in terms of and you have a label here and um, people yeah you're working with well i definitely came home and then sort of was like got it myself set up a bit here in terms of yeah. like i got an irish band i got an irish label that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah so i think it was a good thing and you got a choice nomination and i got a choice nice nomination yeah that's you know? nice as well yeah um <laughs> andrea can't say anything about that because she's on the panel <laughs> she's a judge. Anyway, so we won't we'll move on ask uh, andrea speaking of awards speaking of awards um uh the grammys were on last sunday and i'm a judge for the grammys, for the grammys. <laughs> great so you're responsible for y- yes all the Irish cleaning yeah up it was all me ceremony yeah she took the big four yeah I am and not, she was embarrassed about it as well yeah yeah which, which I, th- I thought was sweet I just every everything she does makes me love her more and more um I'm not surprised she took the big four I'm I'm really shocked that Lana Del Rey took nothing me too I like love that album. nothing I didn't think she'd get album of the year there's, I don't know if they she deserved there's it there's lots of acts that just like the Grammys will never probably give anything to yeah them. yeah but she just you know. it seemed like given like she's she's always been so prized for that. I don't know. She just she has the aesthetic of a pop star. She has the the critical kind of acclaim. Like the indie people love her, the pop people love her. And it's just like I don't know. I, I I don't understand why she didn't get anything. I don't know. Grammys are very traditional. Weird. Generally. But Grammys actually, I weird. think like this this year was a better reflection of where music is at than I've seen in a while to be honest one thing yeah because yeah, we've talked about the grounds before when there was definitely less of that like let's slam loads of people together on a stage and hope it works out 
Yeah, the like, performances. They always try yeah. to do, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a bit of that, but like mostly it was like musical theatre fame stuff that was fine. Yeah, um, there was a lot of boys to men, which I wasn't yeah. mad about. What was that about? <laughs> I don't know. They sang with Tyler. It was great. Did yeah, they sing with like, someone else as well? Uh, they sang I saw with the, I saw the Tyler Lees ones at the oh, beginning yes. for in the Kobe Bryant um, uh, tribute, tribute thing. Yeah, um, That was good, although I find Alicia Keys to be the most boring person i think it's the reason why i didn't watch the whole show kind of love that she's like a in a a human instagram quote no i I just love that she just is that person and it's like oh love yeah live laugh love yeah that's vibe and you're like cool no i just find her like it's like if she's at a piano i'm like great but I don't know where the decision to have her as like a, a host of anything comes from. I it don't feels know what like that she'll is. just say yes to anything <laughs> yeah. and be like, yeah. And I'm sure she's not Can you t- take a Lewis Capaldi song and, and write a really bad lyric over yeah. about all the accent? Like, of course, yeah, yeah. no problem. Yeah, do I don't know. Like, And she seems like a lovely lady, fallen as a jam. But fallen I just <laughs> like, I just, whenever I see her presenting anything, I'm like, snooze. Mm. Yeah. But oh well, she's had a couple of great songs. Yeah, she has. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think she's just very likable. That's why people like they love her. But that's what I find her very like calming. But maybe that's not what you want in your host. Yeah, she's very like you know cool. It's almost like ASMR. ASMR and a a host. It's like really soft spoken. That maybe because ASMR makes me feel weird. (laughs) Something that's the the problem with me. For me, the star of the Grammys this year was Tyler the Creator's mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god did you see yes. was she best. was just the happiest person that has like because i don't know for me with tyler it's like i i, do, I don't really I, I only know his music i don't really know what he's like outside yeah. of it and watching him at the grammys i was like oh i think i might stan now <laughs> like he's just so charming and so lovely and so humble and then his mom just like Losing her goddamn mind when he won. It was very sweet. Best yeah. rap album, though. I know. I was actually listening to the album on the dart in because mm. I was thinking about that. And I was like, mm. it is, a v- I don't know. That, that, that category for a long rap. time has been best black artists, pretty much. And they need to... They need to figure that out because it's not it's not yeah. a rap album like same with best like best urban record yeah. and stuff like that it's like oh, i think we need to kind of move yeah away from i thought did, did tyler say something about the categorization at some point but not during the show he didn't say it during the show but he said it Afterwards. before the oh, show i think okay. yeah there was something to do with yeah. that um i think <laughs> af- after i mean he won so i don't think he's gonna throw too much at it but i mean like the fact that to pimp a butterfly won best rap album but didn't win best uh, i don't think it even got nominated for best album right. in the year that that came out it's just there's usually very little crossover between yeah yeah the those two categories isn't yeah it? like like all like there's usually nearly none yeah um like the only thing about the Grammys weird. is for me it's very like it has to be they always try to make it a bit more traditional so mm. so lizzo's performance like getting but they brought the, the orchestra in and all that kind of yeah, stuff right. it's like it's it's almost like they, they have to like they don't want to 
like frighten people too much <laughs> yeah they're like no there's an orchestra on this it's fine don't worry <laughs> about it you recognize yeah. that yeah. and then obviously Sasha B. Fluton her flute was out there she was great which was great her you flute know, was out into um, that um, and then um, Billie Eilish was great but again very traditional yeah. like mm. song from her where she and like, like a, up and for bad guy yeah. and they didn't perform it and it's like you know yeah it would be nice to see that side of things as opposed to like oh this is a serious song because like you know pop music yeah, Can't, it's not be, just bass yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Like, no, but this is I, the I thought Tyler's song. performance was—he was great. Yeah, yeah. Class. Yeah, I thought I thought he he was the the only person that I saw push the boat out in terms of like the th- theatrics of it yeah. and like he like he took his inhaler in the middle of his performance, which I thought was really sweet. Um, but yeah, his his had the most kind of artistic style. Sorry, what about Little Nas X? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see that. Oh, did you not? No, no, no. Did you see I didn't it? see no. that one. No, no, no. You have no, no. to see it. Oh, it's kind of gas. It's like a, uh, it's like a meme on stage. Didn't he have it's so funny? Young Mason. Yeah, uh, he did. He had. Did he have Nas? Did he perform with Nas as well? Yeah, because uh, my name is Nas. His name is Nas. So let's get Nas on a track. He's on a remix Why of Nas. I actually saw Nas loads of like photos on Instagram of of the performance. But I didn't see the performance. Yeah, itself. no, I it's didn't quite see joyful. It. Like it's quite, it's worth watching. Is it? Yeah, just but all, it's just all like time road. a rotating like different rooms, and and he goes in, and Diplo's playing a banjo at one point, or pretend to play a oh, banjo. I'm out. And you're like, what? The fuck <laughs> I is hate this? Diplo. <laughs> it was like it was like watching the memification of music on stage. That's what it was like. Right. It was like, but it was kind of lovely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, well, he's he's really this is grand. Yeah. Like he's very he's so young, and you just kind of want to protect him. I hope he has a career ahead of him. Yeah. I hope he doesn't just go away. Yeah, he know, seemed, uh, <laughs> you know, I felt, I fell from, I was like, cool. Yeah. You know, he seems like yeah. a lovely lad. He does. And I, I, and he had BTS on stage, uh, like, yeah. on doing the song with him. Like, they relegated the biggest boy band in the world to being on the biggest song in the world from last year. So, true. They didn't get yeah. to perform. That's fair. Um, what else did you not enjoy? Um, Ariana Grande was fine. I just thought it was really safe. It's like, yeah, we got it. You can sing, like, kind of do something <laughs> what, else. What? I, I actually didn't see her one either. So she but, did yeah. Seven Rings. Yeah. Which I, I don't love that song I at all. Do, yeah, I think it's bad, bad song. But I love, she's got so many unreal songs. Yeah. Like, and that she did, I think, did she do Into You? No. She did Thank You Next anyway. She did Thank You Next. Weird. Which it was, was also mm, a while ago. Like, I don't know, it just, there was nothing exciting about it. Like, it opened with her doing, like, very strong vocals. And then she has, like, an outfit change. And then she goes over and does Thank You Next and Seven Rings on, like, a sort of a bed with dancers. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, okay. Yeah. Fine. Like, this isn't, it's not really saying anything much to the the Academy. Prince (laughs) tribute thing. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Um, It was very strange. Um, It was Usher. Well, I mean, like nobody can match Prince, you know, if you're singing a Prince song. Not even Usher. So Usher was doing Usher, it's fine. But then (laughs) they brought, like, it was like Sheila E and Usher and Sheila E was just like playing in the background and then they brought FKA Twigs on just to dance. But she didn't sing, right? Yeah, Yeah. just to pole dance and dance around Usher. It was like, this is really weird. Weird. Because they announced her featuring FKA Twigs and it was like, and then she never had a microphone at any point. It was just like, and then she really tweeted strange. about it. Did she? Yeah, she was like, because obviously loads of people were like, why is she not singing? Yeah. And she tweeted and thinks she was like, I would have loved to have sang, but I wasn't asked. Okay. Oh. Mm. And that's interesting. That yeah. She yeah. Did Usher. It. Like, yeah. How old is Usher now? I don't know. He must be in his late sure. 40s. Like, he was releasing hits like when I was going to my first like discos. I know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, like he was. Like he was so to me. It's like a everywhere for yeah for just a certain period of time, and then just nothing. But don't isn't that funny though? When I always find it interesting the people who the Grammys choose to perform those types of things. Yeah, because they could really have anybody. So yeah. then sometimes I'm like, why is Usher there? Well, I guess it's different when it's tribute stuff, but like. Sometimes, well, like why, but yeah, remember last still, year, why was it yeah, there at all? Like, yeah. Last year was J-Lo the J Lo thing. thing, and it was like the J Lo Motown thing, and she mimed, and it was so weird. Yeah, yeah very I don't, weird. I don't understand those things. Maybe that section of it is like a deal they have with some record label or something, yeah. where they just get the yeah. people on that label to do it or something. But I don't know. It's very, very strange. Um, and then obviously on the night, everyone or most artists kind of dedicated their, uh, their songs and such to Kobe Bryant who died kind yeah. of only like kind of hours or something beforehand. Yeah, hours beforehand. So that sort of had like I a, did think it was a boy, quite weird the way they followed up like the very nice intro with like this Blake Shelton Gwen Stefani like soppy love song and it was like this just feels a bit yeah. wrong coming after this like heartfelt yeah. tribute yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and obviously Rosalia was there. She did herself proud. Yeah, oh, yeah she was great. I didn't notice. Yeah, that. Rosalie is always looking after, looking over us here. Um, Niall, <laughs> Niall is a fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she was amazing. She was, she was. Uh, her and Lizzo and Tyler were probably the standouts for me. The worst thing I saw, and I don't know if you saw it, but the Aerosmith Run DMC thing. No, no. I saw it was recommended to me on YouTube and I was like, nope, skip. Absolutely uh, not. It's almost worth watching it was so bad. It was like, really? why Did is they just this? Do there was no reason. Way? I don't know. Maybe it was like, it was never explained. It was like, is it been a particular time since that song came but out? But that's another thing. It's like, ha- there's why? a limited like TV broadcast. So you've got to be kind of selective with who, who you give mm. e- screen time to. And then that. It was weird. It was really weird. I mean, like everything sounded wrong and uh, it just didn't sound right. Like the guitar sounded out of tune. Everybody was a bit off. That's and I was shame. like, this is bad. This is bad. Like, it was on Catatonic Youths this week. That's how bad it was. Oh, really? I can't wait to watch it. So, some of the winners, I guess, some of the big winners. Uh, Record of the Year went to Billie Eilish. Album of the Year went to Billie Eilish. Best New Artist, Billie Eilish. Song of the Year, Bad Guy, Billie Eilish. Um, best Rap Slash Sung Performance, Higher. DJ Khaled featuring Nipsey Hussle and John Legend. Yeah, Do you know that had, song? They had a Nipsey Hussle uh, tribute because he died last year. So that's maybe why right. they gave that. Um, and his family were all there on stage. Uh, rap album was Igor by Tyler, the creator. Solo performance, Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Pop vocal album, Billy again. And what was the other kind of big one that we were looking at was uh, the uh, not, uh, alternative album went to Vampire Weekend. Oh, did it? Yeah. Bigger question, though. What does the Grammys mean anything? I, I know we're think talking about it. it has <laughs> the capacity, and I've, I've. What does it represent? I've I've said this. Well, it represents the the force that you can reckon with. Like you've got you've got the industry in the room with you, so it gives artists a really amazing opportunity to like. I bring this up every single week, but Kendrick Lamar's 2015 Grammy Grammy performance was groundbreaking because he was just. It was like he'd just gotten everybody in a room and said, hey, this is happening. I'm going to explain racism in America to all of you. You're all part of it. Sit down and listen. And it's, I think the Grammys is important for those reasons. It gives artists an opportunity to get the people who matter into a room and show what they want. So it matters for political statements. It matters for that kind of stuff. Otherwise, I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> like what about um all the did it was a discrimination thing that came out a week before around the recording academy yeah no mention of that kind of stuff no Last nothing year it was like tone deaf statements about how women need to step yeah. up yeah by the guy who is now gone yeah but it, that was uh, yeah so they they're not like you know holier than thou either but they were able to ignore a lot of that because they drive the narrative so and no one's really going to give out about the grammys well see i i think they're, they're there i i think there would have been a lot more if the night hadn't been such a kind of tribute to Kobe Bryant. I think people would have people wouldn't have wanted to kind of, I don't know, step step on the whole like this night is dedicated to Kobe thing while also being like calling out sexual assault in yeah, the music industry. Alicia like, Keys was like, yeah, it's all love, everything's great. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's not all love actually. Yeah. Uh, people in the like. Real world? Well, be, like the <laughs> Grammy people are being accused of sexual assault, like left, right and center. So it's like, it's not really all love, Alicia, but okay. Yeah, for, she... for one night only, you can live, laugh and love. Like a little cushion. Okay, well, <laughs> usually we find when we do a news section that we have a lot of negative things to talk about. So it seems we left on a negative uh, <laughs> thing there. Um, we're going to talk about reasons to be cheerful. Yes. And I'm going to ask you one reason each for your reason to be cheerful reasons after this. Why don't you get back into bed? Why don't you get back into bed? Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. Okay. Andrea, do you have a reason to be cheerful this week? Yep. What is it? I have two. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, I don't actually have one. <laughs> well, do you want one of mine? Yeah. Do you want do you want the Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. You can have that one. Okay. Um my reason to be cheerful Jean. is a song that I found on YouTube today. Okay. It is a, some kind of, it's an 80s remix of a popular song and it made me very happy. Okay, will I play a bit of it so yeah. you have it for context yeah. and we can maybe guess what it's going to be. Baby, can't you see I'm calling a guy like you Okay, that sounds like Georgia Moroder and Britney Spears, which who actually did a song together once, but actually an 80s remix of. But not this song. Uh, so where'd you hear this? This is just some guy on YouTube who does kind of 80s remixes of popular tunes. He's got a good one for um, an Ariana Grande track. He's got a couple of Katy Perry ones as well. Okay. Um, and it just sounds like I Feel Love with Britney and it just it made me really happy today. <laughs> Very yeah. good, very good. Yeah. That's all you need. That's, That's it. Need. And like, if you, you can just put in 80s remix, like literally type in 80s remixes of pop songs. There's a time. Yeah, hours and a, hours and hours. Oh, what's the Kimbra and Gotcha song? Uh, somebody used to know there's a really oh, yeah. good 80s version of that. There's a really good 80s version. That Dua Lipa one was. Dua Lipa one, yeah. Big. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a, like, like, I'm, a I'm bringing it back. Yeah. Like, this is. There's a guy called Tronic Box, I think it is. It's Tronic something. And he's he always does these kind of eighties remixes. So, yeah. yeah. Do they do they ever get released, or are they all um, just kind of? I thought that one, of, one of them was. I thought it was one of them not released properly, or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Was not the Julepa wasn't released. I don't no? know. I don't I know. One of them I'm was. surprised that they don't get pulled from YouTube yeah. more. To be honest, like just copyright strikes. And, yeah. But 
made me happy today, good fun anyway. good yeah, fun yeah. Uh, my reason to be cheerful is it's now the sun is now setting one minute after five o'clock so yes. it's just finally yeah back to we yeah. can have a grand today was evening. one minute that was five. i mean that wasn't my one but i did consider <laughs> yeah. i did consider that we I didn't have a music one that's why <laughs> yeah <laughs> the only other thing that made me cheerful features the word cheer and i'll talk a bit later okay that's okay. it that's mm. it cheer yeah. Do you have a reason to be cheerful this Well, week? I was going to say that maybe the fact that Lancome are nominated for Album of the Year and Song of the Year. Yes. The choice. I think that's very exciting. I love their version of the Wild Rover. Oh yeah. my God. I went to see that live. And, <laughs> uh, first song and I cried. Did you? So good. Was that the first song? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And it's swell. And like what I loved about that Lancome gig I don't know if we talked about this last week, did we? No, we no, didn't. maybe not because I was away the week before. So uh, what I loved about it is that you know, essentially they're a trad band, but they had all this backing, um, like production, uh, like a backing track essentially, just to give it a lift. And then they had a drummer and uh, somebody on keyboards as well. So it was just like they really went for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when that song builds, because it was a recording, obviously dynamically lifts up. And then when you get to that point, you're like, it felt like that live as well. It was like, whoa, yeah, took off. So they're yeah. not confirmed for the choice night, aren't they? Not? I think they're on tour in the States. No. Yeah, I know. I was like, but I that's wanted to see very you upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's sad. Oh, well. So Sorry. you were going to be there. <laughs> I'll, I, I'll I ruined your reason to be cheerful. <laughs> we all... Come I'll on, buddy, you know what night it is. You can remember. What, what's the date? The March 5th. 5th. March 5th, Thursday. Not March, the 8th. The Don't go on the 8th. We said 8th last week. You'll be we late. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be late. Remember, everyone, 8 is late. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go there. March 5th in Vicar Street. Did I say 8th last yeah, week? Yeah, Sorka, you'll be playing. Oh, I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you'll be in a room not seeing any of the acts. I'll probably. be in a room not seeing any of the yeah. acts. I might catch I'll, I'll be there. the end. Yeah, you'll be lucky. You'll be lucky. We'll see. It depends how quickly the decision comes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or if we have a 12 angry men situation on our hands, you never know, you never, never know, you might have it. Um, <laughs> okay, time for songs of the week. Our first song this week is from Caribou, it is Never Come Back. That's New Caribou. The song is called Never Come Back. Um, the album is out on February 28th on City Sign called Suddenly. First album in five years. Um, I'm a big Caribou fan, so I was like straight away, I'm into this. And uh, uh, somebody texted me today and was like, oh, it sounds like a Laboom song. I was like, I, oh, it? Really? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really. It kind of does and it doesn't, doesn't it? But is does that it? kind of exciting for you that someone said that? Yeah, it's cool, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's like, but that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I like um, this song. My loads kind of loads. Um, it makes me happy about the stretch in the evening. It's <laughs> so like, ooh, maybe a little dance. Five oh one, yeah, five oh one. Yeah, this is great. Caribou uh, is kind of one of those acts where I'm uh, like very deeply in love with all of the singles, but have just never kind of 
Really? Dove in. But um, like anything I've heard, I've been really into. So I just need to. Have you not listened to Our Love at all? The album. Or know. any of them, actually. The, you just said that. They all have kind of a certain. Uh, swim, not Swim. Swim, the last two swim I know, I think. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, no. Um, but happy to give it a go. <laughs> you should. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. I won't even make you playlists because yeah. they're just albums. Yeah, they're just albums. So you don't have um, to. I, it's probably likely that we'll review this album when it comes out. So yeah, I'll do my homework before then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, what are you? But are you, you a caribou fan? I am, but I'm kind of the same as you, Andrea. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know all of the albums at all like mm-hmm. I really don't I've got some homework yeah. to do um but everything I do know I really like so I've just that's me being lazy and not yeah, like it's, <laughs> but yeah. it's it's kind of like when, time. when you when you can just go to an artist page on Spotify and just listen to the most popular ones and yeah. you love all of them it's like oh why am I gonna bother going and yeah getting into I do album. love this song though. <laughs> I'm a big believer in like having a few things do a lot in the songs like I really like when arrangements aren't that busy and this is very simple yeah mm. and I think I don't know this is like a perfect example of that just letting everything do have its space and do its job and like yeah have you seen Caribou Live before I don't think so like I, th- I good, think I did at a live festival gig. a long time ago but could yeah have one of my favorite things to see at <laughs> yeah. any time yeah. Caribou Live gig. yes I, I yeah I, ha- I have seen Caribou Live yeah, yeah. it's all come back to me now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> the album is called Suddenly, so we'll probably talk about it in the next few weeks. Um, here's another band we saw recently called The Chromatics, a new song from them called Toy. So that is the Chromatics, new song from them called Toy. Um, they only just released an album called Closer to Grey uh, at the end of last year. Yeah, so they this released... This is a new song that isn't on that. Well, they released that in October and then they released the like deluxe edition with different cuts of all those songs uh, last week. And then right. this, this is... On is no, I think this is separate to that oh. still. That's a lot so they're of music. just yeah. Uh, so so this, we had to wait five years for an album, and then they just dropped. <laughs> and now they're just thrown out the albums. <laughs> yeah. So there's three versions of this song: there's toy, toy on film, and toy instrumental. Um, and they're all just a joy. Very nice song. Um, very chromatics by numbers, but I'm absolutely yeah. fine with yeah. that. It's chromatics 101 for sure. Yeah. Um, nothing. Nothing more than if you already like chromatics, you're not gonna. Yeah, think any different of exactly. It, yeah, yeah. I'm always. Happy. I wouldn't be. There wouldn't be your way into the chromatics. This song probably. No, probably not. No, but um, it's nice. It's very nice. Andrea Cleary, professional music journalist. It's nice. It's very nice. I thought the gig was fantastic, but I struggled with the album last year. I thought it was a bit. I loved languid, and I wasn't into it much. I mm. have to admit, and because I was a huge fan of their last one, which is. Mm. Kill for Love um, it was my number one album of the year that year whatever year that was hmm. um, but uh, yeah the, just an amazing setup in terms of their live gigs they 
the backdrops and our visuals are just like so well put together and everything is like designed within an intimate's life yeah fonts are all chosen you know everything <laughs> she's so is, cool is as like, well she's like just a like femme that. fatale lady yeah. she's like she's so kind of self-curated as well as like I, I am like every movement she makes is like she's thought about it in advance like she's very cool i really like her i also yeah. think it, it, a lot of people try and do this type of music but her voice is like the perfect vocal for yeah that style I yeah just definitely love it yeah is that song f- from an album or no they're no just, that's just a brand new one no, that they just, just like, dropped that's just on its again. own just dropped it on the internet again yeah uh, i don't know why they wouldn't just put it in with the other one but oh well yeah mm. i don't know maybe there we're gonna we get another album this year i can do it i can wait, wait a little bit longer yeah it's maybe, okay. maybe the end of <laughs> not, not quite five, <laughs> five years, years but like a bit yeah. more a bit more time than that yeah Okay, right, your next song is from a band called Happiness, and this is a song called um, Vegetable. It's in the black, the shallowest spin, it's the planet apes that talk like kids. Did you need a flood, a dead fish walking? I could lead you to filth, I could live all your fog. That's a band called Happiness from London. Happiness with a Y. With a Y. And uh, the pursuit song of. is called Vegetable. Yeah. And Dre, you picked this. Tell me why. I did. Yeah. Happiness are back. They took a break after um, their album in 2017, which is called Write In, uh, which was a really, really strong record. Um, and I loved it. It was, uh, they did an album before that called Weird Little Birthday. Uh, which I think was their debut, um, which I just fell in love with when it came out in 2015, I think. That's such a good and title. For yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's really, really good. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I think this this song is just kind of really fun from them. Um, it doesn't seem to be taking itself very seriously. If it wants to throw a little kooky synth line in for just a couple of bars, it does it. If it wants to like change up the effects in the guitar very suddenly, it does that. Um, his voice sounds more like Elliot Smith than it ever has before, which I don't hate. Um, yeah, I just think it's a really fun, nice way to welcome them back. I think they are going on tour in the UK and Europe. No Irish date announced yet, but this track is off an upcoming album, uh, okay. which has also not been announced just yet. Very good. Uh, were you familiar with Happiness, Sorga? I was not. I really liked this song, though. Yeah. I was like, for the first five seconds, I was like, okay, this is kind of like Nirvana. And then five seconds later, I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. It's like really effortless, but hooky melodies. Yeah. Like, I was even just there. I was singing along. I've heard it like twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They, they don't really strike me. Like they don't sound like a band from the UK at yeah. all. You definitely put them somewhere in America. Um, but yeah, they're very very charming lads is I that think. similar to their past two albums um yeah it, it 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 would be in some ways like if if you if you like that you'll yeah. you'll like the past two albums yeah definitely um they're they're definitely on the the lighter side of their uh genre I and suppose. is there a reason why they took a three-year hiatus i think one of the 
one of the the band left uh the ben, founding Benji members yeah. johnny and ash uh, went through a breakup and coming out respectively yeah um ash has really start recently this is an interesting side note ash has recently started performing in drag uh, which is brave move within it they're saying an indie scene at least on the surface appears to have a specific set of rules and a dress code that doesn't differ much uh, Ash says uh, drag is actually quite punk um, drag elements are so important in the 70s and 80s uh, to quite a few artists and we're used to playing out in an indie crowd and it's crazy how unique it is for them to have a drag queen walk into the room and just totally wreck the standard model of a little soft core guitar show yeah. So I thought yeah. that was an interesting side note because it doesn't, it, you would have known that from the music necessarily, but no. an interesting, yeah, just like a visual aid. You're like, oh, it's a drag show as well. Yeah. yeah potentially. Yeah. Or like somebody is performing as a drag artist. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't so they seem that, to have gone through a lot of change one way or another. In, uh, and yeah, and they, they had like um, a, a member or I think a member of the band lead as well and go off and do uh, his own thing. So a lot of change. Great to have them back. I really like them. I I really hope I get to catch them live this time because I missed them last time. Mm. Okay. What did you think of this song now? It's not my thing. Yeah. Not I knew it wouldn't be. It's oh, so. Nope. One of these Sorry. weeks, Niall, I'll get you with the indie hooks and you'll be in. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> not this one, though. No. <laughs> You're not having this one. No. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'll that's try, okay. Try again next week. I think most people knew that probably wasn't going to be. For me. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's all right. We we meet in the middle with. Okay, I well, think. this is like okay. Who picked this song? I wonder. <laughs> all right, this is for Ted and Baby. <laughs> That's Fortet. Song is called Baby. Second track from a forthcoming album called uh, Sixteen Oceans, out in March. Uh, heard a few tracks from this now. Um, maybe I'm tempting fate here, but I said this earlier on to somebody, other guys in the office. I was like, "Have you ever met anyone who doesn't like who actively detests Fortet?" No, no, no. I'm just like it's so nice. It's so nice. Yes, such nice me. music, and it's yeah. so like yeah, it's um, cerebral and it's danceable and it's like lot very melodic and hypnotic and it's always that has that flavor and even though sometimes it sounds a bit similar to what's come before it's always feels like it's its own thing yeah i, d- I don't think I've this track is like so yeah i don't think this track is like the most original thing they've ever done or anything but it's like it's they're kind of the best at doing this so but yeah for forte is kind of like one of those artists that if i was to listen to this this type of music at home, which I very rarely do, um, it would be Fortet that I'd go to to do it because like they're kind of the best, you know. But yeah, yeah I, I like this song a lot, um, but I think there's probably better cuts on the album. Like for me, there's like, I like when they work with melody a little bit more than they're doing here. Yeah, um, I don't know if you ever saw last year, uh, Kieran Hebden, um, he posted a picture of his setup 
which is uh, when he makes Fortet music, it's literally a laptop at a window. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And that is it. Yeah, so it's pretty so, amazing. Yeah. Really? Wow. So, like, that's it. <laughs> and yeah. Like a little, a little MIDI controller or something and you're like, and wow, a dream. that's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, bird song. There's always yeah. bird song around. And uh, this song, so this song, I was trying to find out, um, it has, the vocals are by Ellie Goulding. Yeah. But um, not a sample. I think they're actually original, but they're not like featured. I wonder how long that took. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let's just get her in. Yeah, maybe she. They're also so can. chopped that, like. You wouldn't know that, like, they were deliberately done. They just feel yeah. like a sample. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I yeah, I, I think that the the vocal, I I don't like Ellie Goulding, and maybe that's why the vocal kind of got at me a bit towards the end I of think the song. But Fortet has always done really nice things with uh, melodies like this. He did a really nice one with uh, a Grimes track a while back that he's never officially released. Okay. And then the Nelly Furtado one from last year. Yeah. Which uh, which is called uh, Only Human. And so really good at like finding those vocals and chopping them up and, and putting that in as a really nice texture. Yeah. And again, here's another example. So look, you're not going to get a bad word out of me about Fortet mostly. <laughs> no, true. find it very hard to be like, yeah. No, I don't like that. Never, never had a problem with four type music. Yeah. Like I've been listening to, I, I think I saw his previous band Fridge support the Superfly Animals in 2003, I want to say, like in the Olympia. Like wow. long time. Probably doing my entrance exam. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we, we went up from Kildare on a minivan in minibus. Yeah. And like the lads went up drinking and went to the Olympia to go see Super Primals and Fridge How good is Fridge as a band name? I love that. It's not a good name. I love it. <laughs> it's so ordinary that it's We're really Fridge. good. We're Fridge. <laughs> uh, that's that's class. I like that. Yeah, uh, do you like Fortet? I do. I I like this song. I don't I'm not like super excited about it, but I also think sometimes with songs like this, it's like it takes me takes for me to like listen to it in a specific yeah. situation I'm and the then I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. You know? And like if I heard this out yeah. and it kind of clicked with me in that yeah. environment, I think it would probably get in a bit. That's better. the other thing about um Forte is the dynamics of the production and always it's it's in a club it always feels so yeah. much different than yeah, yeah. just listening like actually in a car or whatever. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like in my room with my headphones on, like at my laptop. Like that's yeah. It's not the environment <laughs> yeah. that it's yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. I was at a talk in uh, New York with that he did once and I think obviously he, he still uses a laptop, but when he plays live a lot of the time he uses like like really shitty Windows computers and intentionally so and he's a backup of a backup and he plays loops on like Cool Edit or some shit and you're like, what the hell are you doing with yourself? It's like, like setting like up challenges but like, for but he, then himself. He ha- yeah, then he has like a like a controller to for the different inputs and you're like, if we'll see if one of them goes down, it doesn't matter because I have I can just like fade them in and it was like, okay. It's cool. like, don't you have more money? Yeah, to... you can do better than this. <laughs> Can't yeah. you get a better but, like, setup? It works for him. It's like, it's like burial and the way he like cut, would cut and paste instead of doing uh, to the grid, just like cut and paste things into like a, an application like Audition or Kula and you're like, what a strange thing to do. Oh, Why so would you weird. do that to yourself? <laughs> like, what if you mess up for a second and you're like, oh, I have to go all the way back. Yeah. Seems strange. It just feels like putting up needless barriers to yourself but maybe these are artistic things that are beyond my 
kind of capability <laughs> to understand. You're well able to understand uh, that. Well, I don't, I don't know anything about producing. M- musicologist over here. Sure, but I, d- I know nothing about producing electronic music. Like the actual, like, getting into yeah. the programs that they use and that kind of stuff. I'm like, I've, that's where you lose me. I, I know about the sheet music and stuff, but yeah. the other stuff, I well, don't know. I feel like generally with the new stuff that Fortas has been doing, he's been kind of going back to the earlier stuff, the softer kind of stuff as opposed mm. to the more um, dancey things. So rounds from 2007, I think it's very much, it sounds a bit more like that, where okay. it's a bit more homemade. Mm. Um, so that's nice. Um, okay, we'll move on to our album of the week. It is from Andy Schauf and uh, it is Schauf. called Schauf. I think we agreed on Schauf. Schauf. Yeah. Shoff. Okay, fine. Just just for consistency. Okay. It's from Andy Shoff. <laughs> and he is from Toronto. Very interesting album called The Neon Skyline. We're going to play um, the opening, a bit of the opening track to give you a flavour of what it's about. The neon skyline. I grabbed myself a stool at the bar. Or somehow rose. Always knows just exactly what I need. She didn't ask. She just opened a cold can and set it down in front of me. I said thanks and thought about how. That is Andy Schauf. 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 I keep messing Schauf. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's Schauf. Schauf. Oh, stop. Uh, album is called Neon Skyline. Um, at the start of this week, we didn't know what album we were going to be reviewing. And then this soon became a firm favorite in terms of listening. So background to this album. He is a Toronto-based artist. Um, the album is set in a bar, a real bar yes. in Toronto. Um, the Skyline Diner. Um, it's kind of set in there. He's done this sort of so th- it's a concept album. Finally, we get a concept <laughs> album. We've been saying for a long time that, that we want to do like albums. we we're like like de- firm Con- defendants of the concept album. They get bad. They have bad reputations. They really do. It's not just prog. Like it's yeah. good. And yeah, so this is a concept album about a man, um, our narrator who uh, goes to a bar with his friend Charlie. Their friend Claire is there and his ex-girlfriend Judy is back in town for the night and they run into her and it's just sort of these small vignettes following them kind of through their night. Uh, you get some memories from the past from him and Judy. Um, it's very sad at times, very funny at times. Uh, and he's done this kind of concept uh our concept album thing before in the party um which is his last album which was an album where it was set in the same party told from the perspective of like 11 or 12 different however many songs there is 11 or 12 different people so he's definitely of the kind of narrative folk ilk um completely sounds like paul simon so it makes sense that he has this sort of um storytelling thing to him but uh, it's a really interesting record mostly for its lyrics I think yeah yeah it was one of those ones like today I just listened to the album and read all the lyrics because you're like they follow into each other and it's really nice and you're like 
Oh, you're, it's like it's so rare to have such a small story mm. being told over the course of an album. Like it's not like the Pimple Butterfly or anything like that, where it's like yeah. big racial <laughs> politics, and you're like, no, actually, this is just a really small, tiny story about a night in a bar. It is, and um, I don't can't remember any other equivalent other than his previous album, where it's a bit more. It's just a small little thing that's like could be really indulgent but actually isn't it's yeah usually if if you have those kind of things where it's like oh this album follows like a day or something like that it's still kind of it's bringing in a lot of other like big topics and stuff which this obviously is you know in terms of like memory and how we remember people that we love that we don't love anymore and you know loss and friendship and drinking a little bit of maybe a drinking problem being alluded yeah that's to, alluded to yeah um how we rely on alcohol and our friends and bars and how these are the social spaces where we kind of come together to grieve or to feel sad and, and things like that which are really nice but it's all just wrapped up in these kind of very succinct and uh sweet lyrics um there's one that i love that is off of living room which is a song um that focuses on claire who's a friend of uh charlie's and the narrators who tells a story about when when she was a kid she wanted to give her dad um a, a picture that she'd drawn in school and he he was like oh look give it to me later or I'm busy I can't look at it and then that day her child came to her with a picture and she was like oh I'm busy I can't look at it and then she felt really guilty about it and she just she just offered this story out of nowhere to the two lads at the bar and the closing lines in the uh in the track is her saying how hard is it to give a shit and then our narrator saying Claire walked away and Charlie looked at me with wide eyes like we had accidentally walked into some stranger's living room (laughs) and I was just like oh my god it's just like right in the heart there like Jesus but yeah I I I love the kind of the grittiness of the bar and the oversharing it's all really familiar yeah I feel like it's painted really well you can almost see it yeah uh, you kind of we've all had those kind of nights yeah and yeah it's just it was just such a small story just gently lovely told Mm. and um very effective in terms of its lyrics and very simple and were you familiar with um kind of so i knew his music because alex kazanoff who produced my album is a huge fan of his so Mm -hmm. when we were making the album he kept referencing i think it might have been fox warren is that the name of his the Oh yes, he was in a band. In a band, yeah. He put an album with a band, which I so I was kind of familiar with that album, but not. I don't really know the party. Okay. But then, obviously, when this came out, this only came out last week, did it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So then I I was listening to it. So the first time I heard it, I didn't. I hadn't read anything about it, so I didn't realize that it was all supposed to be that it's set in one night at one bar, and I was kind of listening passively. And then I went to read about it, and I was like. And then obviously I paid more attention to the lyrics, but then it started to make me feel kind of like claustrophobic or something or like, but actually I really, I do really like it. But this idea that it's, that it's so self-contained, then there's like the moments when he does go into memory and stuff like that. I actually really like that because for me, it's like, oh, okay, we can can take it out of. Yeah, we like get to like see somewhere else or something for a second. But I think it's really impressive to be able to write an album like that. Yeah. Even even the like right there's like some often when there's no rhyming scheme on it at all mm. it feels so much like 
he's, sa- he's just saying exactly what he wants to say regardless of any of the rules and like yeah, uh, yeah I love I that really it like doesn't that. like it doesn't wrap itself up in metaphor yeah. it's not it's not at all lofty it really tries to like keep those heart punchy moments as being like the example I gave and and so many others like just being like there's there's a moment where um where he meets up with Judy and she tugs on the sleeve of his oh, coat yeah. and she says I miss this and he says I miss this too and she says no I meant your coat and it's like none of that rhymes <laughs> yeah. I miss and you not, too yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's like it's just it's such a simple little moment it's there's so not, much humanity in all of those like, just so the, the specific, little, that yeah. one little image of her pulling on his coat sleeve is just like it it's so effective and it doesn't have to kind of be this huge lofty thing it's just it's those little tiny domestic moments that he just peppers through that really give all of the characters in it such weight and really make you feel like they they exist past the yeah. album like they there's exist literally a line page, here about like, buttering bread yeah <laughs> like <laughs> i looked in my fridge it was a dark scene so i buttered some bread yeah Chewed my way out the door and walked down the street to Neon Skyline. We have all been there. <laughs> Who hasn't looked in their fridge and thought, this is a dark scene. <laughs> that moldy piece of cheese needs to go. Relatable content. <laughs> I even, I really like the arrangement on it as well, though. Mm. Like, yeah, I like it's lovely. the simplicity of it and like, I guess because the lyrics are so important that like, it's kind of just, it's. I think it feels like play or like mm. watching totally, a movie yeah. or like it's like a yeah well Luke described it as a kind of a novella today yeah yeah, it's yeah. Like it, it feels like a like a little short film or a yeah. novella or something yeah. yeah I'm really impressed and obviously his vocals do sound a lot like Paul Simon which is no so bad so much at all especially those those opening lines on the first song you're like oh my god he's like <laughs> called up Charlie and you're like oh my god this is Paul Simon like yeah. in does he have a friend called Julio who's gonna show up yeah right and <laughs> like, it's Like even the way he pronounces the name Charlie, you're like, wow, this is insane. But it doesn't like I'm a massive, massive Paul Simon fan. And if someone had like given me an album, was like, oh, this guy kind of does a Paul Simon impression on the album. I'd be like, get it away from me. But (laughs) I find it so charming on this. And yeah, he like obviously sings on the album. He played all the instruments and he produced it himself as well. Like he did all of it, which is very cool. And like a very small setup. Like he wasn't in a big studio at all. So yeah, it's pretty Um, cool. Very impressed. And it's really Mm. nice to have something like this at the start of the year. And today I was just really enjoying it because I was in a bar for a few hours last Ah. night. And feeling a bit more fragile, not not so much now, but I was last night, <laughs> you know, having those big conversations about yeah. life's topics and uh, you're like, oh, it was Tuesday, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I found it very relatable. To yeah. Me. And uh, yeah, no, I'm just, I, I never heard of him until Monday. Oh, really? And yeah. I don't think so anyway. The mm. name doesn't ring a bell. Um, so I have to thank you. You should listen to the party. I will. Um, I will. I have to thank Luke for actually bringing it to my attention in the first place. Yeah. It's like this is the best album of the year so far. I was like, oh, cool, what is it? <laughs> yeah. And then, but I'm really bad with lyrics at, at the very start of an album. I'd have to, I'd, like, it takes me a while to get into yeah. lyrics. But mm. I, it was nice to have some, a reason to focus on the lyrics. So, like, 100% today, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm just going to read all the lyrics. And it's funny, because I actually had a similar experience to you where I, I was listening to it, didn't, like, hadn't read anything about it yet, um, and didn't, it kind of passed me by that it was a concept album. But I did keep hearing Charlie and G coming up and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that's about. And then when I read that it was a concept album, I was like, right, I'm going to sit down and just 
read, listen to it and read all the lyrics as I go. And it's such a, it's such a nice thing to actually sit and do that. It's kind of like musical mindfulness or something. It's like, cause it just flew by, like the album's about 40-ish minutes long and it just flew by, like gone. And I I was at the end and I was like, whoa, I feel like I've just been sitting back watching a film or something. Like I was so engaged with it that I, I mean, I didn't check my phone. I didn't open a new tab, nothing. I was just so in it. And then once you do it once, Like once you read through all the lyrics once and then you listen to it again, it's like, oh, I can just follow the story now. It's right. Because, you know, the like summary that you gave of the album at the mm. start. Yeah. Do you just know that because you read the, because you read the lyrics? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I, I think I probably listened to the album like three or probably maybe like four times. Mm. But I wouldn't be able to t- summarize the night. <laughs> for Well, you. I probably left out loads, though. But um but even if you, I would just be like oh he go it's a it's a it's set in a bar and right. <laughs> he, he misses Judy. Yeah. <laughs> that's suggestive. Yeah, mean. that that is pretty much it and then yeah. she shows up and that's kind but of now I'm thinking yeah. I need and to sit daydreams. down and listen to it and read the lyrics cuz that Oh yeah, oh did you not do No, I haven't both? done both. No, yeah. oh, I've only listened to it. All, oh, it the all lyrics makes are all on Bandcamp yeah. actually so okay. you can yeah. do that as well. But I'm trying to I'm trying to be more mindful of having more deep listening experiences where you actually mm. just yeah. are listening to everything actively yeah. as opposed to passively, passively which we do yeah. a lot of passively. It's nice when you, when you get an LP um and like it has the lyrics in it and you can just be like ah I'm sitting on my floor listening and then to you music don't have to look the way at a phone I want to be yeah or a screen yeah. or anything and you're just like oh I'm looking through this it's nice I'll probably buy this LP this feels like a nice yeah. thing to have it's a kind vinyl. of like having a book um, very good okay yeah, well, that's our album of the week from Andy but just like I've thrown myself off completely. Andy Shoof Shoof Sh- What we said Shoff Shoff Andy Shoff The album is called Neon Skyline, and uh, this is don't tweet us and tell a us a little bit wrong. Like, of so a song funny. from the the lead single from the album, lead track from the album called Things I Do. That is the Neon Skyline by Andy Schauf or whatever the hell you call it. But anyway, um, a very good album. S H A U F is how you uh, spell that. So do check that out. Very good album indeed. Uh, it's out on Anti Records now. Uh, Toronto artist. Uh, it'd be nice to see him over here sometime. Maybe. Yeah, I'd like. I'd really like to catch this live. That'd yeah. Be fun. Very good. Um, so it's time for our weekly ask of uh, our guests and co-hosts of <laughs> what's consuming you this week. So. What are you listening to, watching, reading, etc.? We'll start with you because you look like you're about to answer. Something. Well, I was just trying to think of my answers. Um, <laughs> Would you want me to go? Will I go? Will I go? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, well, see, I've been really bad with TV and m- mostly TV. I, I, I get okay. scared to start new TV shows because I just can't stop. Yeah. And if I'm trying to write or like do anything or I really need to dedicate my time to it, then I'm just like, I just don't. But I have been reading. The Year of Magical Thinking by Joan Didion, which I'm almost finished. I read it in college, 
but I don't remember any of it. I think I read so much in college that like nothing stuck stuck mm-hmm. at all. Uh, it's quite sad and depressing. I don't know if anyone's ever read that. No, yeah, I haven't. No, I don't know. Oof, it's heartbreaking. It's like it's written in the year after her husband and her daughter died. Okay, but she's one like one of my favorite writers and. But also the problem is when I read when I read her writing, it makes me then want to go write songs too. <laughs> so okay. it takes me ages to get through the book because oh, it's, uh, it's the same type of thing, like very, very human interactions, like really funny way of like observing the world. But I read it and then I have to like put it down after like three pages and because I want to go sit at the, p- the piano then mm-hmm. and it gives me ideas. So that sounds that's nice. Good. That's it good is a good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Actually, that is a good thing. Yeah. yeah a creative uh, foundry. Yeah. <laughs> Is a book, yeah. but I've been reading it for ages because that keeps happening. So, <laughs> yeah, like, it takes me ages to get through it. Yeah. I'm a terrible one for reading music books, and um, often I'll just have to stop and go and listen to the song they're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and then often with all those books, like yeah, 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 the story of history of modern pop mm. and charts and all that stuff. You just like somebody's made Spotify playlists for everything, and there's like references yeah. galore. So you're just like, mm. I wonder what that song sounds like. And I get stop. that with like music criticism books. I read through them, and I'm like, that's a great idea for a feature. That's a great idea for a feature. So like, I'll a topic will come up, and I'll be like, I'm gonna write about that. <laughs> so it's kind of like yeah, that thing where, and I then go and like very deeply research like that one particular band or scene in New York in the 1950s or whatever it is and then I'm like I'm never going to finish this book like yeah. it took me so long to read how music works because I just kept going into like rabbit holes little rabbit mm. holes on the internet and just reading everything okay yeah what about you what have you been I've actually I've been consuming I've, I've been in front of the telly a lot um okay so had a few first films this weekend <gasps> oh yeah so interesting one of them I was like I can't believe you haven't seen that before. well I don't think can't you know the you other one seen. okay so, <laughs> so I watched you gave us that as a bait saving Mr. Banks okay which is about Mary Poppins and the Disney's the oh, songwriters right. and things like that it's excellent is it I bawled it, it really 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 excellent uh, then I watched Mary Poppins because I had only seen that once when I was a kid and it, it occurred to me when I was watching it that my mom turned it off halfway through and told me it was over because she hates Mary Poppins <laughs> she was like oh it's over so I never got to like the let's go fly a kite I oh never got God. I never got resolution because so I always thought like oh Mary Poppins isn't that good and then I watched it and just like oh I was actually in bits like I was just I was a lot of crying that day <laughs> So to offset that, I watched Taxi Driver, <laughs> which I'd never seen, um, which yes. was really fucking gritty um, and amazing. Two very different films. Ama- like, have, have you seen Taxi Driver? I have not. I've seen Mary Poppins. What a dumb I've never seen. If you Taxi liked Driver. Mary Poppins, you'll love, <laughs> love Taxi Driver. Driver. <laughs> uh, Taxi Driver is amazing. Um, I yeah, couldn't believe I hadn't seen it before. Way shorter than I thought it was going to be, um, and. Less gritty, like easier to watch than I was expecting. Because like loads of people were telling me like it's oh it's difficult to watch now. But I think I'm so I think we've desensitized. Seen, yeah, there's a now. lot more of those films now yeah. than there used to be. Yeah, but I haven't gone much into the kind of early Scorsese films. So I'm going to now watch um, King of Comedy because I haven't yet seen, seen Joker. Um, and I'm going to watch Joker before the Oscars. So I feel like those two are kind of good reading material pre-watching Joker to see where all the kind of references come from. Aside from that, 
I have rewatched Bojack Horseman because the new series is, or the second half of the final series is coming out this uh, Friday. I'll probably talk about that next week, though. And listening to the Mary Poppins soundtrack. That's it. Yeah, I haven't read much this week. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to a rap playlist that I have made over the years. Um, What's it called? Rap favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you do you listen to it often, or you? And the just last week, I found myself back, just yeah. going back to it again. I'm like, I want to hear all this stuff. I just didn't want to listen to anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, what? you're just favorites. like, I just want to listen rap to favorites. rap favorites. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite rap songs. Yeah. Uh, ha, what percentage it. of it is Beastie Boys? No, actually, it is deliberately not Beastie Boys. Is it, okay. is it a public part. playlist? Um, I think I gave it to the people on Patreon.com for slash nine nine. I think it's on that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I actually realized I started it four years ago. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of stuff on it. But I add to it every week almost. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So um, not every week, but I did add like four songs. The Drake and Future song that you hate is uh, on it. Can we just, <laughs> Which one is that? The new yeah. one, Life the new is Good. The new one, Life is Good. Um, Drake. Just just cut out the Drake bit. Future's great on it. <laughs> I love the Drake so bit, good. though. I love the Drake bit. No, you bit. don't. No one likes Drake I anymore. Like, it's 2020. Not him. <laughs> it's 2020. Wait until he releases an album this uh, year and you're going to be like... We're not doing it. You're going to want to have to do it. No. We did a 90-minute album review we of did Drake's Scorpion. Drake's Scorpion. Yeah. Last year, the album was 24 tracks long. Went on for 90 minutes. Do you review every song? Song by song no. by song. No, no but like <laughs> we're not we're, we're not like, monsters. We, yeah. we didn't make the thing. <laughs> no, but like we'd committed to like properly reviewing. Had you planned it, so for it to be to... an hour and a half? I don't know if it was an hour and a half. Was it? No, Probably. It was, I think it was. Yeah, I think, I think it was. It was, it was, it was long. Was that long. Yeah. Yeah. You're still mad. Never again. I'm <laughs> furious. I'm absolutely. <laughs> that's why I keep giving them indie songs every week. <laughs> like slow payback. <laughs> I can take it in small doses. Yeah. Um. The other thing that I, I, I'm absolutely ecstatic about in the last week, and I can't, I'm almost surprised you haven't seen it yet, um, is Cheer on Netflix. Have you seen it? I've seen Cheer. Oh my oh. God, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen my it. God. I was like hooked. Everyone seems to be, which is why I'm scared to, to start it. It's six hours, six episodes. Did you watch um, it in six hours? No, I watched it over two days, though. I watched it in six I watched hours. the first four episodes, and I watched the other two the next day. I was like... Whoa! I stay. I'm up. so invested in this. I I press play on the last episode at ten to five in the morning. What? Yeah, <laughs> like I was like, and move. it was it all it, it builds up towards their like their their big competition, the big championships, and it was like ten to five in the morning. I was, you know, like my lamp on, just in my room under my covers, watching it, and like I was like this the whole time. Sorry, this is an audio medium. I had my hands covering my face the entire time. Like it was. Chair is incredible. Like it's it it was so it just good. got under my skin. Yeah. And the coach is I feel very conflicted about Monica. The I coach feel very weird. I don't about know her. how I feel about her. Like she's like these her. are all my kids, and I was like you don't treat them like your kids. Yeah, and then one of you them like them just falls kind of off the top of the pyramid, breaks her arm, and she's like, okay, everybody do fifty push-ups because she fell. There's another part where that that girl Morgan is like, oh, I have to go to the ER after this practice, and she's like, okay, fine. Yeah. It was like, Bye. no. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to pop my ribs back in. It was like, whoa. But it was yeah, more, but, but more she's like, but, but can a, you still do the pyramid? Yeah. It's like, what's it? More than anything, I was just really impressed by the physical toll they're putting themselves <gasps> under throughout the whole thing. You don't see a pom-pom until like episode five. Yeah, like, no, that that's not. That doesn't exist. No. This isn't what this is about. No. These are, These are athletes. athletes. Like, like they're... 
athletes yeah there is insane like and every single one of them that you follow through it I would die for them <laughs> I would die for these kids like they are just like the most they work so hard and it's so weird because cheerleading is like there's no career once they finish college like there's no Olympics which they do address they do address yeah there's there's nothing so this is like So they're they're in like a community college doing this and they're the best in America. But community colleges only do like two years as opposed to all right, the, yeah. the universities that do four years. So if they if they want to like get on mat or like the, make the first team or whatever, um, they only have two years to do it. So they have to train like twice as hard and it's insane. Yeah. It's like... It, like it made me want to go for like at least a run afterwards <laughs> like I was like I should probably get up and do something yeah <laughs> yeah but I did but I went to the gym the same day I started watching it and I was like nah I didn't even get close to it. Yeah. <laughs> like because they're working through the pain barrier as a yeah. as a rule it's like yeah. conditioning we have to condition ourselves and yeah like what the fuck are they doing I to know, themselves I know um, the thing I didn't know was that you know like when you think of like a pyramid for like in cheerleading mm-hmm. I thought like pyramids nowadays in like modern cheerleading, they don't stay still during it. They do like 10 pyramids one after another, but it's just them like leaping through the air and like doing mad shit. And at any given point, they're in some kind of like artistic shape or whatever. And so it's not like just sitting on the shoulders of the people underneath you and stuff. It's insane. Like it's just... Smash. It's a lot of people throwing themselves very high up in the air, launching, repeatedly. <laughs> launching repeatedly. themselves. Yeah. What do they call those ones? Like the flyers or something flyers, like that. Yeah. yeah flyers. Like, <laughs> I cannot tell you the amount of people who've asked me like in the last three days if I've seen it. Yeah. I know. I was obsessed. It's, it's kind of like yeah. it's. I think it's probably this year's like fire festival from last year, <laughs> where everyone's like, "Have you seen it?" Yeah. yeah. It's it's amazing. So that's all I've been doing, really. Yeah. Just like obsessed with the Rock six hours of, of cheers. <laughs> cheer. Yeah. yeah. That was my reason to be cheerful. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I I decided not to do it. I was like, I'll wait to the end. I'll I think, yeah. Okay, that's um, but yeah, that's uh, anything else for you? No, happy that MCR are doing a gig. That's great. Oh, yeah. Audible. That's great. Audible be. cheers. Audible from cheers from Central Bank. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. That was very funny. Yeah. Respect to Luke. Uh, respect to Luke for that. This week. Yeah. His uh, Bertie Hearn tweet went viral. Yeah, Luke's, <laughs> Luke's had a big week. I didn't yeah. see that one. We're very proud of yeah. him. But, um, yeah. It was very good. Um, and that's probably it from us this week. Um, next week, we are joined by. Uh, Dave Hanratty oh, from No Encore because he hasn't he isn't doing his own podcast so he's going to come in and do ours he sent me a clip of <laughs> of um, what's your man called um, oh oh you're going to have to cut this I'm really sorry um, <sighs> right at the end yeah I know I'm really sorry what's, what's his name um, who English sang come out your black and tans on oh BBC. Alan Partridge he sent me a clip an Alan, an Alan Partridge clip of him Um, being on like someone else's show and being like really rowdy and saying, "Well, I'm I'm your guest. It's up to you to like keep me under control." So oh, right. I think he's going to come That's in. A threat. Okay, I see. I <laughs> like see. all guns blazing next week. So okay, let's put some manners on him. Yes, okay. I think so. And Sorka, we didn't have to put manners on you. Thanks. No, for, thank you so much so for thank coming you in, guys. This was very fun. Congratulations again on the choice. <laughs> Thank you. And nice to actually have you here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so who's going to win? Ooh. If not you. It, well, I 
don't think it'll be me. I you can't pick yourself. I can't pick myself. <laughs> I would. My vote would maybe be Lancome. Mm, or Andrea is not a participant. I know Andrea is not even looking at yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I think I think good chance for Lancome, but we'll see how it goes. Honestly, I'll put in a good word. <laughs> I would, uh, but I think it's a really good year. I don't think it's. Yeah. I don't think it's very obvious. I, there's quite a few that I would think are deserving. So. I'm both yeah. looking forward to it and not at all looking forward yeah, to it. Because it's like, uh, so hard. Stressful for you. Yeah. And you have some tour dates as well coming up soon, I right? do, actually, yeah. Um, Irish tour in April. Yeah. Uh, Where are you going to? Button Factory and Dolan's in Limerick and Roisin Dove in Galway. Uh, and then when does this happen? This When does this go Tomorrow. Out? Tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then I'm also doing... Um, the Imagining Ireland gigs, one in the National Concert Hall. Oh, very nice, yes, yes. And then there's one in Galway. That's why we're here. That's actually. why we're here. Oh, okay. I know, so I was here to promote something. I was like, I forgot. Yeah. So yes, the Imagining Ireland gigs. Imagining Ireland gigs. Uh, uh, which is an amazing lineup, right? It's amazing. Uh, yeah, Soak and Rady Peace and... Uh, <laughs> Can you tell uh, me Denise Ch- Chala yeah, is yes. on it as well. I'm very excited. Um, there's lots. Of, it's uh, Monday to 10th of February. Yep. Which is next week, um, next week, next Monday, following Monday. Um, yeah, Denise, uh, Lisa O'Neill's on it. Um, yeah, the lineup's amazing. Sinead Gleeson, um, Kate Ellis, uh, Eliza McCarthy, um, loads of people. This in the Wendy National Erskine. Concert Hall. National Concert Hall. And oh, then Galway's in the Black Box Theatre, I think. Cool. Nice. Nice. Ray so do you know what you're going to be doing for this? I I don't. Or how it's going to work? I don't. Um, I don't. I have heard, I spoke to, I saw Rady in Eurosonic and she did the last year's show. So she kind of told me a little how that worked. Whether I think, I know I'm singing a couple of songs. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. what I would expect to be doing. Uh, it's not a night of your your poetry yeah, and no, <laughs> my, my cheerleading. Got, I think. <laughs> I think, as far as I understand, it's. I don't know. It's actually. I don't know. That's okay. Well, Sunday, ninth of February, in the National Concert Hall. You can go and find I'm it. I'm sort of just excited because of the lineup and I've forgotten that I have to do something too. <laughs> so I, that's I, your I will be that's prepared by February. Ninth. Yeah, Sunday, February 9th in National Control, uh, Monday, 10th of February in Galway. And are you doing London as well? I'm not doing London because I'm okay. on tour in every Manchester show. But there is a Dublin is a date London. in the Barbican on the 21st of February? Indeed. So there you go. Um, so that's happening. Um, so that's Imagine Ireland in the National Concert Hall. Sorkin, thanks very much Thank for coming you. in. Thank and um, I'm going to put you on the spot now. Can you pick a song from your album that we can uh, <gasps> outro the show with? Oh, yeah. Um, why don't we choose... Why don't we choose False Alarm? Because that's okay. a dark horse and it's later on the album and maybe people wouldn't have heard it. Lovely. Chosen by yourself. False Alarm by Sorka Richardson. Uh, I've been not a nine. And that over there is Dre. Yep. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Spatial awareness. Have a splendid week. Okay. Goodbye. For all the Talk support. to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> So
you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.